Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Miss Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the Black means having more assets than liabilities and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Staying in the Black. I'm Miss Black, your host, and today we are going to talk about open enrollment season. So I do this episode every year, um, and I do it, I don't replay it, but I actually record it again every year because this is the time to start automating and maximizing some of your benefits as a educator. So as you know, I work for the New York City public school system, which is interesting because I've always said that I work for the public school system. And then the chancellor, which used to be known as the Department of Education. And to keep my anonymity, I used to always say like, oh, I work for the New York City public school system. And now the chancellor has changed the name of the Department of Education to the New York City public school system, which is where I work. And so I'm going to just keep it because it's the truth. Who am I to know that he's going to change the name of the agency to that? But I digress. Let's go into this open enrollment and why I don't just replay the last year's episode is because things change and dates change. And I want to make sure that you have the most updated information and I feel like recording it every year is really helpful and a reminder of the benefits that you have that you can really utilize to save you some money. Um, And so what is open enrollment? Open enrollment is the time of the year where you have the opportunity to enroll in various benefits. Uh, It is generally mandated by your state or the federal government as to when it opens. So they say the dates. This is the opportunity that if you want to change your medical care um, provider, if you want to access your flex spending accounts, whether it be around um, health care or dependent child care, there are just lots of options. And so this portal usually opens sometime in October and pre-COVID generally closed by October 31st, but post-COVID, it they've extended the deadline to close. So for this year, no matter which benefit you are going to activate, it will close or it needs to happen by November 15th. And let me I could swear it's November 15th, but I want to make sure, check and make sure that, yes, it is until November 15th. So they call it FSA. So it's Flex Spending Account Open Enrollment. And there are four main ways that you can 
participate in this period. So the first thing, if you have medical, if you have medical coverage through your spouses, your partners, healthcare coverage, you can get, you can opt out of your city uh, healthcare account and get a small reimbursement because you, the city would not be paying for your healthcare. So that's an option. So you can either with enroll or if you're no longer covered by another, like your spouse's or partner's healthcare program, you can withdraw from the buyout waiver program. So that's number one. So if you get healthcare for someone else, you can say, hey, uh, New York City, you no longer need to pay for my health care. I get my health care from my partner, my spouse's uh, job, and therefore I don't need yours anymore. And you can opt out using that. Um, you can only do it during this period. Then you're locked in for a year and you wait until the next year unless there is a major life changing event. So then the next thing that you can enroll in that I don't use consistently, and it's something that as I record this podcast, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to re-enroll, and that is the Healthcare Flexible Spending Account, HCFSA program. And with this healthcare spending account, believe the limit is about $3,000 and... You can say, I want this money to come out of my check pre-tax, and then I will submit the required paperwork to get reimbursed. So why do you want to invest in this? And what can you use this money for? You can use this money for lots of healthcare benefits that you're, not healthcare benefits, healthcare costs that your healthcare plan or coverage does not cover. For example, you can use this to be reimbursed for some over-the-counter medication. And if you sign up for this program, they give you a list of all the items that you can buy over-the-counter that you can be reimbursed for utilizing this money. I have used it for, interestingly enough, Invisalign that I never used, but I did sign up and I got my full reimbursement for paying for it. I generally use it for my healthcare co-pays. So when I go to the doctor and I pay that $20 or $15 or whatever it is right now, I pay it and then I submit the receipts for reimbursement. I also use it for my eyeglasses and I have just moved up to progressives. I don't know if that's moving up or moving down, but this year my frames and lenses for one pair of glasses cost me almost almost $1,000. So whenever I know that I need new glasses or the year, and although um, depending on your union, you get new glasses every other year or every year, um, I was happy that I set aside this money and I put it and I will get reimbursed. So yes, I initially pay for the glasses out of pocket, but I get reimbursed. It also lowers your taxable income. It's another reason why I use it, but it's a benefit. Um, and for those of you who things are tight in different ways, 
this significantly, um, this can have an impact on your tax bracket depending on where you are. And it's a benefit. So depending on where you are, and although we are in a progressive tax planning, it would be lower because you're taking this money out pre-tax. The other uh, flex that you can do is dependent care assistant program or DCAP, D-E, capital D, lowercase e, C-A-P. So as a single mom, I think of DCAP for childcare. I used it to, um, for my child's, for my son's um, after school care. So I would pay for after school. I set, pulled them, you know, I used the max because it is New York City and our after school costs are really expensive. So I pulled out the max amount of money and then I, um, would pay the after school care and then I sent the receipts um, and had the person sign off and sent it in and got the money back. Yet something else that lowers your taxable account. I no longer, my son is over 13. So I know, so I stopped you being able to utilize this money. And honestly, I think he stopped going, I stopped having to pay for after school or um, summer camp once he got it. So it can pay for um, child care, whether that be summer camp, after school, babysitters, all those types of things, um, it can reimburse you. So that's how I thought of it as a mom. But you can also, if you have a dependent or someone who qualifies for a dependent as a dependent for you, in the case, if your spouse, um, and depending on what the situation is with your parents and they're dependent on you and you have to pay for care for them, you can use this money to do that. So definitely read the brochure, find out what it's about. But if you have a a spouse or a, a parent or a child that you are responsible for paying for their, for their care, this may be a way to do that. So don't think of it just as childcare because you may be thinking like, oh, I don't have any children or oh, my children are 13 or thir- you know, above 13. You may have you know, a spouse or a parent that you are depend they're dependent for you for care and you may qualify. I don't know all the caveats, but I definitely encourage you to read it. And if you feel like you're in that situation, read it. And that's another way. Final, the other thing that you can do is change your pre-tax health benefit premiums to post-tax or vice versa. I've never used this. I'm doing more research to give you more details. But if you do it um, pre-tax for your premium um, and you want to change it to post-tax, you can do that. If you are a New York City public school employee, you can find this information on the HR Connect employee portal, which you know can be a challenge to navigate. I will just say that. But I would put in FSA um, and then all of these should come up for you or you can put them in one by one. I will put the link to each to descriptions of each of these programs because they not only work for 
teachers, and I know I have listeners who are not educators, they work for all city employees, but you don't have to have to be a city employee to have access to some of these programs. You should contact your HR person wherever you work. Um, and if you work for another school system, you should definitely contact them to see if your school system participates in any of these programs. And if they work for you, definitely avail yourself of them. They have saved me plenty of money over my time as an educator. Again, I've used it for um, childcare, definitely. So from the time my son entered school, so I just I just did it for for um, after school. But you can use it for babysitters and those sorts of things. It's just in New York City, it's not a lot of money. It wasn't a lot of money. Uh, God knows what my son's nineteen now, so it wasn't a lot of money when I used it for him. Um, as far as childcare was concerned, when he was, you know, that age, so below the age of 13, that's six years ago, but we started, you know, 10 years ago when he started going to school, I mean, not 10 years ago, 16 years ago, when he started going to school, there was an after school in his nursery program that I used it for. So it was expensive then. I know that it's more expensive, but every little bit counts, every dollar counts. And if you can save uh, on your taxes by doing that, then I think it's it's a win and win. And the healthcare, definitely using it for glasses, copays, some over the counter, big medical uh, copays that you may have. It's an option that is there for you. And what did I do? I definitely used you know. So the money was coming out of my check. I had to pay it initially, and then I got reimbursed. I was able to save my reimbursements until around November time. And that's how I had my Christmas spending money. So there's different options on how you can utilize this money. There have been times where I needed that money as soon as it happened. So there were times that things were financially tight and if it was after school, I paid it and then I submitted the money that very month to get reimbursed for it because things were tight and I needed my cash. So there's a lots of different ways that you can use the money once you get reimbursed. And it's not necessarily, it is money that you're going to spend anyway. So you might as well save the taxes by planning and pre-planning, have it come out of your check. And therefore, when you need to be reimbursed for it, you're reimbursed. You may be asking the question, why do I have to fill this out now, right? When does it take effect? So you're filling out this paperwork and doing the math now. You're basically projecting the amount of money that you will be spending next year. These programs go in, in effect with your January paycheck. So filling out this paperwork now, the money won't come out of your checks from now to December it gives the city time to get your paperwork, put everything in place, and then the money starts coming out of your check in January. And it comes out from January to December. And you can almost calculate it in the sense that in New York City, we get paid 24 times 
a year because we get paid on the 1st and the 15th of the month. We get paid twice a month for 12 months, which gives us a total of 24 payments. So you take the amount that you are going to put into any of these flex accounts and divide it by 24 and you'll know how much money will come out pre-tax. You won't know necessarily what the net is because it's impacted by your uh, tax brackets, but you know that it will be a little lower. You can see it on your check, the code. You'll see, it'll say something like health. Um, it'll say exactly the, so we'll say decap on your check for if you're doing dependent care spending. It'll say healthcare flex, the, the acronym for the healthcare flex, if you are doing that. If you're doing the waiver and buyout, you get a separate check. And again, I'm going to investigate this pre-tax versus post-tax healthcare premiums option that you have during the flex spending. So what's the highest leverage step, action step that you can take is if you're not sure about these accounts, do your research, right? Look at them, use the link in the show notes to say, hmm, this sounds good. Am I eligible? And how should I use it? So that's the highest leverage step. The next step that you would take is do the math. You know, how much money do you need to take out? Like I know, I normally spend about four to $500 up for a pair of glasses um, every year. Um, and I usually, usually try to get two in case I break or lose a pair. I was not expecting this almost a thousand dollar pair of glasses. So I was like, Oh, if I take out two and they're between four and $500, that'll be, you know, a thousand dollars. And then with any co-pays that I may have or over the counter medication or supplies that I need, I'll spend the other $500. Well, so I decided to take out $1,500. I didn't take out the max amount. Well, thank God I took out $1,500. That was definitely one pair of glasses. But my eyeglass doctor worked with me and he said like, okay, if you use your old lenses, your old frames, excuse me, are in good shape. So we'll use your old frames and put the new lenses in and that takes up the other $500. So I definitely will spend over my $1,500 um, on two pairs of glasses this year. And that's including the exam and, and all of that. I definitely will spend over that, but it won't be that much because I was creative. So you want to do the math. How much money do you need to take out? And the other caveat with, with these programs is you have to utilize the money by within the calendar year. They give you a little bit of extension, but you have to submit it. So I am right now gathering all of my receipts and I will submit them for reimbursement um, in a couple of weeks so that I can get my check in November and do my Christmas shopping. So it's open enrollment. You have until November 15th to do your research, figure out if any of these plans work for you. Uh, if you do it and it's your first time, please hit me up on IG and let me know that you used it and what your experience was. It's a pretty easy process to enroll and the link will be in the show notes so that you can get the applications um, and the paperwork that you need to complete 
to enroll in these programs. Thank you for listening. And remember, stay in the black. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website at stayingintheblk.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stayingintheblk. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when...